0: I'm Dave Baker. And I'm Spandrew Spice. Welcome to Deep Cuts, the podcast where we pick a topic and walk you through the ins, the outs, and the nitty gritty, so you can appear like an interesting and idiosyncratic person at your next worst social function. Today's topic is the Taiping Rebellion. What is the Taiping Rebellion? Well, it's one of the deadliest civil wars in the 19th century and in Chinese history. It lasted over 14 years and left between 20 and 30 million people dead. The man responsible for it was a failed civil servant who had a nervous breakdown that led to him believing he was Jesus's younger brother. And it was his destiny to create a Christian empire in China. His actions brought the last Chinese imperial dynasty to a near total collapse, left millions dead, and its founder's body beheaded, burnt, and shot out of a cannon to ensure his soul forever restlessly wandered for treason against the state.
1: Act One, It's All Right because I'm saved by the Holy Massacre. Who is Hong Xiuquan? Hong was born Hong Woshu on January 1st of 1814, the third and youngest son in Guangdong, Imperial China. At an early age, his family made extensive financial sacrifices to afford him an education so he could sit for the civil service exam. Passing the various exam levels was one of the only ways for someone to move up in Imperial Chinese society. At the age of 10, he had memorized the four books. The four books are the core canon text of Confucian political thought and served as the political, societal, and theological basis for all Chinese society since 300 BCE. He passed his preliminary civil service, coming in first, and a few years later took the imperial examinations in Guangzhou and failed them. No! So the, the pass rates for the civil service exam at this time were 1%. So there was basically this sort of like hierarchical feudal system where you could sort of move, you could you could move up in your social class by taking a test, which almost sounds awesome. It's almost like, oh, I just I don't have to like be born into generational wealth, and just like you know, if I'm not, then I'm just kind of screwed forever. I can just take a test and just be a rich guy. Sounds great. I'll take the test right now. I'm good. I was always good at tests. I didn't even I could I could ace tests without studying, but the pass rate was one percent. The first question is just like, what looks into a mirror
0: and looks like a fucking bitch? And you're like, uh, me? Good answer. Next question. What's black and white and red all over? Uh, me?
1: You just have to, it's not even like any actual questions. It's just like you have to degrade yourself. For like three hours, and anybody who can like make it through and just to- like just become a total cook can 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 upgrade to to like their social status. Who has a tiny dick and is a total piece of shit?
0: <laughs> Me. That's right. Fuck you.
1: But it, it is interesting because th- there is there is sort of this history of these of these sort of punishingly difficult tests in Chinese culture that has that not only existed then but exists today, like. Um, there was a story from a couple years ago. It was pre-pandemic, but there was a story about these these kids who were who were in China who were on their way to this big test that was supposed to be like a placement test for getting into like a good college. And it's like it's sort of like a thing that anybody who's like moving on with their lives and heading into adulthood takes. And these kids. Like they got stuck in an elevator or they got I mean, they got stuck. Yeah, they got stuck in an elevator and they missed the test. And like the basically the there's like there's like a zero tolerance policy for the test. Like if you don't show up, if you don't show up on time, you can't take the test. And they literally accept no excuses. Like if you're walking to the test and like somebody comes out of nowhere and kidnaps you like you're screwed. And so these kids got stuck in an elevator in a hotel and then they were just like our lives are ruined like we we're just we're screwed <laughs> like our whole lives are ruined because we missed this test because and they and then they were like they were suing the the hotel because they essentially their whole lives were fucked because they missed this test and i and i was and I, another thing i was just hearing about was um uh in in a book i was just reading is uh there was a a, a few years ago uh the same The same tests, the same um, school entrance exam tests that are like just incredibly important in in Chinese culture and students will study for like years and like and then in the last several months are just like cramming like 12 hours a day to pass these tests and they're so difficult to pass that basically like cheating becomes like part of the, the system. Like it's like it's kind of expected that you cheat on them. And so there's all these techniques for how Chinese students cheat on these exams. Um, and basically they all do it because the, the exams are so hard and so exclusive and they are so integral to like determining the trajectory of your life that they do crazy shit, like so answers into their clothes and shit. Um, and a couple of years ago, they, they outlawed, they like, they like, they, they tightened their, their um, ban on cheating for these tests. And so students when showed up to take the exams and they weren't allowing cell phones in the rooms. And they were like, they were patting people down and doing metal detectors and they were basically like, They were basically um, not allowing any of these usual cheating techniques to go on anymore. And the students, like, freaked out. And there was actually a massive protest where they were protesting um, the ban on cheating. And they were in the streets basically saying, like, no cheating is no fair. Like, that's what they were saying, something in Chinese that translated to no cheating is no fair. And there was this huge movement of, of protesters who were protesting the ban on cheating because it's so, like, (laughs) like necessary to cheat on these tests because they're so hard this sounds like a really like mediocre episode of star trek yeah or yeah or you know
0: like it doesn't this sounds like an underbaked episode of star trek where they're just like all right so the alien society uh fucking they need to cheat to pass tests so uh picard's gonna go down there and they're gonna have diplomatic relations and he's gonna be like cheating is wrong you shouldn't do it and then they're gonna be like no but we need to cheat it's part of the test it's actually the test itself is whether or not you're willing to do whatever it takes to pass the test and that is the test and then he'll learn a lesson about these other cultures
1: it is but it but it's real life yeah 1 1% pass rate so our 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 boy hong failed he was not he was not one of the 1% of people who pass the civil service test he's
0: he's waking up one morning and he's like oh my god guys 1821 or whatever the fuck year he took it in. no 18 what 30 is probably when he took it somewhere around there um 1830 is gonna be my year guys I can feel it 1830 getting a new job gonna pass these entrance exams gonna go be a civil servant 1830 we're gonna fuck it up gets to the test and they're like, mm, I don't think so, bro." He's just like, "But 1830 was supposed to be my year."
1: You know, Davy boy, your your little hypothetical bit is um is very very telling of the traje- of the trajectory of this story. And um as we'll find out, the his failing of this test very much turned out to not be his year. And then it turned out <laughs> to not be this whole country's not several dozen years
0: from 1830 to 1847 was not our year
1: the failure meant he would have to return to a life working the family farms in 1836 at the age of 22 he returned to Guangzhou to retake the exams. It was during the second time Hong was introduced to Edwin Stevens, a Christian missionary. Hong took various Christian and literature salvation pamphlets, but did not think anything more of the experience with the missionary. Hong failed his second round of exams and returned home to his family village.
0: 1836 was supposed to be my year! I'm 22 years old! I can legally drink! I don't wanna live on this fucking farm anymore! I'm supposed to be a civil servant! 1836! It was my year!
1: So um, so here are a couple of the questions that were actually on these exams. If you want if you want to read these.
0: All right. Yeah. So question one, uh, am I going to am I trying to answer them or I'm just reading them and then we're both going to talk about them because I'm probably not going to be able to answer.
1: It, yeah. I mean, right? if 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 one percent of. Yeah. This yeah. The, these these people were able to pass this test, then I'm not I'm not uh, hopeful of our. Success, but yeah, go ahead. All right.
0: So, question number one: Some considered the history of the Three States period that followed the Han histories as "quote the betrayer of the Spring and Autumn Annals." Candidates were asked to identify the author of the latter and discuss whether such charges were correct.
1: Oh, and by the way, the these these silver these civil servant tests, um, you know, based on based on your understanding of what silver civil service is. You might be thinking like, oh, it's a test that's like, you know, how what is the legal height of a speed bump in a residential area? And, um, you know, what is it? What is Section 812B of the uh, state uh, bylaws regarding irrigation ditches stipulate? Um, But in actuality, these tests were completely focused around knowledge of Confucian literature. So the whole test was like testing your knowledge of poetry basically and and philosophy, uh, Confucian philosophy.
0: Question two, the Zhou dynasty and the Tang Dynasty had weak central government and strong local governors, while the Qin and the Wei were the opposite. Discuss the advantages and disadvantages of each of these two. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to
1: yeah, these are these are some. these are some op- these are some open-ended questions. This isn't that multiple choice shit. like this is like, This is like fill in the lines, the worst, the worst type of answers on a test. And all the questions are that
0: schools are made for three reasons. Educate the people, train talented people and revitalize industries. Which of these three is the most important?
1: That sounds so subjective. That's such a subjective question. How do you get that right? Write an essay really well, I guess. So school schools are made for three reasons: educate the people, train talented people, and revitalize the industries. I want to say that the right answer would be revitalize the and- industries for for the for the people conducting the test. Since you since you are going into civil service,
0: well, also like maybe yeah, I would think it would probably be the the answer they are expecting is revitalize industries because the other two answers fit underneath that. Right? They could fit over it, but they also fit underneath it. Of like. We're taking this industry that needs help and we're training some people to work in it and then we're also training up specifically talented people to bring a new perspective to that industry so it's just, it's that's, just that's what i would assume
1: it's just robin williams from the dead poet society teaching the teaching the test and he's just like ha it was a trick question it's all three and then he starts Dancing on a on a table in 1837, he undertook the civil service exam for a third time and failed again. After receiving the news he failed, he suffered a nervous breakdown at his home, which I can understand. These like this idea of these like these like punishingly hard tests that only one percent of the population can pass, and it's like your whole future is riding on it, and you're just like I had to pass this test to like rise above my station and you know move up beyond just like a poor farmer and then you just fail three times like I'd have a fucking nervous breakdown too
0: and all your family is counting on you the family farm is on the line if you don't pass this fucking test everybody's screwed from an 1857 account of his breakdown he Hong is then introduced to his heavenly mother who cleanses him in the river so that he may be taken back to meet his heavenly father. Hong's father is tall, wears a black robe and has a long golden beard that reaches his abdomen. Venerable in years, having a long golden beard hanging down to his breast and solemnly robed in black, this personage sat upon an elevated throne and received the stranger with dignity, but much feeling. He was even affected to tears and briefly said, All the human beings in the world are created and sustained by me. No one of them all remembers and venerates me. They even take my gifts and pervert them to the worship of demons. They purposely rebel against me and arouse my anger, imitate them not. When the aged Lord of the palace had finished this speech, he gave Zhu Quan a sword, telling him to exterminate the demons with it. Also a seal, which should give him the power over evil spirits and a yellow fruit from the tree of life which was sweet to the taste. His father tells him of the harm done by the demon devils and gives Hong permission to battle them in heaven. Approached by a person of middle age, whom he, Hong, afterwards called Jesus, his elderly brother, and who led him away to the top of the tower belonging to the palace. Showing him the earth in the distance, he said, behold the people in yonder world. They are wicked in all of their thoughts of their hearts. Thereupon, Juquan, looking over the face of the earth, saw that it was indeed full of wickedness, and his eyes, not being able to endure the sight of so much iniquity, awoke from his trance.
1: According to later texts from Taiping, Hong's coma-induced breakdown lasted for 40 days during that period. Jesus visited him repeatedly and gave him instructions on how to, quote, exterminate demons. When Hong woke up from his vision, he leapt around his room screaming repeatedly the phrase "San John, San John, San John, San John," which supposedly means "Slay the demons. Slay, slay, slay!" His family thought Hong had gone mad and decided to lock him in his room and prevent him from escaping. After the breakdown, Hong was able to get his job back as a teacher and in 1843, Hong took and failed his imperial examination for his fourth and final time. His cousin told Hong to review the Christian pamphlets he received, which was titled Good Words for Exhorting the Age. Reading them allowed him to put the dream he had into a new context that God and Jesus were the ones that visited him, and he was Jesus' little brother. God's mission of destroying the demons, infecting China, was removing all traces of Confucius in China and replacing it with Christianity. Hong Jiquan's vision quote. Seeing everyone in high heaven scolded him. Confucius escaped down to earth
0: with the leader of the demons. The Heavenly Father sent angels to chase after Confucius, tie him up and bring him back to the Heavenly Father, who was exceedingly angry and instructed the angels to whip him. There was plenty of whipping and Confucius asked for mercy repeatedly.
1: When Hong realized the true nature of his revelations, he began destroying all of the Confucian and Buddhist statues in his home and proselytizing to everyone in his community. His first converts were his relatives and students that had also failed their examinations. He and his small followers began destroying all statues in the villages and harassing officials. Hong and his group were all fired from their jobs for their actions and run out of their villages. Hong and the converts traveled for weeks to spread the gospel and write his first major work, Worship the One True God. During this journey, Hong compared himself and an early convert, Lee, a failed student, that they were Moses and Joshua from the Old Testament, and that they needed to have two swords made weighing nine pounds that were 3.5 feet long and had to be inscribed with the words, demon exterminating sword. So, we, you know, we've covered a lot of people on this show, and we've talked about conspiracy theorists and cult leaders and people driven to bizarre um, methods and frames of mind and we've talked about we, we've discussed these stories about these people and the ways in which they were driven to those 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 actions and those beliefs and those thoughts and you know that's the thing we talk about a lot is the motivations behind these things and you know specifically there was the there was the you know the q episode that really delved into this idea of like creating an entire conspiracy theory movement and like almost religion and political movement around the idea of feeling powerless and not feeling like you know the truth and feeling sort of like oppressed by your economic status and your lack of transparency in the way that things are, the the way that your life is being controlled by authority figures and crafting a belief system and a, and a wild conspiracy theory around that. Um, And that's just one example of how we've talked about these things many times. Um, But this might be, this might take the cake for me that this whole thing that we're about to talk about, which we're about to get into, it we're about to get out into what happens and, you know, to give a quick preview This shit's going to get intense, but I just want to set it up here that this dude created this entire like religious movement, this entire like catalytic change in his entire philosophy and worldview because he couldn't pass a test. He was like, there's I can't pass this test about Confucius, uh. Uh, Jesus came to me in a dream and he said that I'm his brother and that Confucius is bullshit and we need to kill Confucius and we need to replace him with Jesus. And I am Jesus's brother and I have to come and tell you all about the truth because I couldn't pass a test.
0: Yeah, it really is like, you know that panic the night before you take the SATs? It's like if you took that panic and then formed a religion out of it. (laughs) And just used Jesus as like I guess we'll just have Jesus be the figurehead or whatever. But really, it's like
1: SATs the religion. <laughs> Seriously, it, it is. It's like it's like if you if you if you went and took the SATs and you failed them, and your like family was just super disappointed in you, and you were supposed to be the one that like you know rose above and the first one in your family to go to college, and you just completely failed, and then you were just like uh freight trains speeding at each other on the same track is. Heretical. And in actuality, we should be worshiping planes flying away from each other in the air. That's the true thing we should be taking tests about, not freight trains speeding at each other and counting how many passengers are on one and how many oranges are on the other one. We should be talking about planes in the air flying away from each other and how many apples are on one and how many leopards are on the other (laughs) you sound crazy like you sound crazy just
0: just saying those words like you sound out to lunch you know like I can't even imagine what it was like in 1830 to be like hey uh you know uh fucking Hong you remember that guy Hong we went to high school with him yeah he was a nice guy yeah 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 um He's he's like disavowed Confucianism and uh, he failed the test four times. That fucking loser four times. Can you believe that shit? (laughs) What a fucking moron. And now he's like started a religion and he's talking about some Jesus guy. Jesus. I'm not sure how to pronounce it because I'm a Chinese dude in fucking 1830. Like, it's crazy. It's fucking wild.
1: He did say he has a demon exterminating sword, though, and that's fucking badass.
0: That is badass. You know what? Fuck it. Sign me up. I'm down. I believe in Jesus too. Can I have a demon sword, please? Please? Can but I the, just have a demon demon, demon sword?
1: Come but on. the funny thing about that is is that that that's not real. That's not real Christianity. It's way cooler. Like other than other than the the horrible massacre stuff and the and the like ethnic extermination stuff we're going to get into, like if I'm if I'm having to choose one or the other, like I'm going to go with the form of Christianity where you have a demon exterminating sword.
0: You and me both. I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to change my legal name to demon extermination
1: sword. And I'll, and I'll, I'll pick you up and wield you like a sword.
0: <laughs> you're just, you're just grabbing my ankles and like throwing me around.
1: Hell yeah. That could be, that could be our new thing. That could be our new thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, we hear at, we're, we're getting into the deepest of cuts, right? We're, we're talking about people that you're not going to, you're not going to hear on some fucking normal ass podcast, but we're going, we're going deeper than that. We're going to the deep, deep cuts. And that's whenever we do a subject now, we investigate if that person has written poetry. And guess what? Our boy Hong here,
1: he wrote some fucking poetry. And once again, we'll read. Well, Dave is going to read some of these. But once again, we'll say that this poetry is almost his contrarian attempt at being like, well, I didn't need to fucking pass that bullshit test anyway, because that Confucius poetry is shit. This is the real poetry right here put some of this poetry on the test, and I'd pass that shit in a second because this is real poetry. The reason why I couldn't get that poetry is because it sucks. This poetry's better. Put it on the test. Destroy your Confucius statues and pick up your demon exterminating sword, motherfuckers. Here's some some of Hong's poems.
0: uh, The first poem is titled Poem on Executing the Evil and Preserving the Righteous. So poetic. In my hand... So poetic. So poetic. In my hand, I wield the universe, the power to attack and kill. I slay the evil, preserve the righteous, and relieve the people's suffering. My eyes see through beyond the west, the north, the rivers, and the moon. My voice shakes the east, the south, the sun, and the moon. Poems and books are evidence that praise Yahweh in front of him. Taiping, perfect palace unifies the world of the light the domineering air will be joyous for myriads of millennia honestly i'm all in on that i mean that if that if was we po- were in a coffee shop right if we were in a coffee shop right now i would just be like yeah daddy yeah daddy oh it sounds like daddy has not- a very different context <laughs> daddy oh yeah daddy oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. daddy
1: too yeah. yeah i mean sure yeah, yeah you- demon swords are sexy yeah, you snapping and saying "daddy"? That that happens in a different shop.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little different.
1: I mean, yeah this this sounds like this sounds like Frank Miller. This this it really
0: does. <laughs> it really does. Yeah.
1: Like this is uh, this is this is badass. Like I like I w- I was all down on poetry for the or Andrew was all down on poetry. Andrew was all down on poetry for the Bella Thorne episode, but like this is the real shit. If our if our dear Papa Pricey was around today, I believe that this would change his mind about poetry.
0: Yeah, this is like this is poetry with an eye patch.
1: For sure, which is which was actually my nickname in college.
0: This next poem is just titled Poem 2. Wielding a sword 3 feet long to conquer mountains and rivers strong. Within four seas, home is everywhere. Let's drink a cup of common happiness and joy. All monsters and devils we'll capture and cast into hell. Traitors and bloodsuckers will all be suppressed, caught in the snare of heaven. Our land, east, west, and north, and south, firmly consolidated. The sun, moon, and stars all sing in triumphant chorus. The tigers howl, the dragons snarl, the brightens heaven and earth, where peace rules, endless happiness will reign. You know, these sound like you know how when you, like, are listening to some metal song and you can't really understand what the lyrics are because they're just kind of like... <laughs> and then you hear the lyrics and it's like, I will love you forever and always. And you're like, that's what he was saying that whole time? I feel like that's kind of what... The, these sound like metal lyrics for the first half. And then the second part, you're like, where, where peace rules and endless happiness reigns. And you're like, "I I feel like the first part was like war poetry. And the second part is like, you got a note from the studio where they were like, "People like happy endings. We really need to, you know, emphasize the happiness."
1: Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're right. This isn't this isn't exactly like death metal or any kind of metal with like growl vocals, like you're saying. But um, if you ever listen to the song "Crazy Train" by Ozzy Osbourne, um, obviously Ozzy Osbourne. Crazy. Has a, yeah, but
0: that's how it goes. Millions of people something oh
1: the, the lyrics to that song are very positive and uplifting like it like you don't think so because you're just like oh Ozzy Osbourne he's sing he's saying about like dark shit or whatever and those those lyrics could be like they, they could be like set to the wind beneath my wings they're just like they're very positive lyrics it's well, it's too, millions of pe- millions of people living as foes maybe it's not too late to learn how to love and forget how to hate.
0: It's funny because you know the opening of that song is so mean, dude. like that's that you like that's the first song you learn when you start playing guitar. You know that little riff that. Little well, do 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 do.
1: the first the first song you learn when you're playing guitar is "Smoke on the Water," but that might be the third.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But come on, "Crazy Train" is like very close. And I always was just like so put off by the the actual song Crazy Train because that like is like so happy and like a completely different song. And whenever it shifts out of that opening riff, I'm always just like, why are we doing? That was the million dollar riff. That thing is fucking gnarly. This this thing this sounds like the opening to like a fucking sitcom.
1: Yeah, the yeah the rest of the song is is that very like slice of cheese 80s hair metal that Ozzy got into in the in the 80s and yeah the, the the lyrics are just like so like upbeat and positive and optimistic in a way that I don't think people a lot of people realize
0: well I count myself as a fan of Hong's poetry I'm, I'm into this man I love it I feel like this is you know it's not as erotic
1: as drunken Dalai Lama's poetry but it's it's pretty good yeah it's, it's pretty good poetry yeah it's it's badass um I'll have to say it's badass after three weeks of wandering, Hong settled into Thistle Mountain in Guangxi. Hong formed a secret organization called Hui, God Worshipping Society, and converted people from the Hakka ethnic minority, a group of people that had been under Mongolian oppression when the Mongolians ruled Imperial China before the Qing Dynasty came into power in the 1600s to 1911, and worked primarily as laborers. By 1847, Hong began working on translating and creating the quote, authorized typing version of the Bible, and with the true word of God by his side, Hong planned his next goal: total purification of China and the establishment of a theocratic state that would plunge China into a civil war and bring the Qing Empire to total collapse. We've—it's—it's it's been fun and games so far, but I don't like it when the word purification comes into play. So.
0: Yeah, I I was going to say that as soon as that as soon as purification there was there, I was like, man, this poetry is awesome. Demon swords are purification. No, out. No, not funny anymore. God damn it.
1: It always comes to purification. You motherfuckers,
0: bro. Why is it always purification? No, let's not do this.
1: Unless you're killing ninety nine point ninety nine percent of germs on your hand with some some uh, some acidic clear liquid. I don't want to talk about purification.
0: Unless this is a CGI mid-2000s dental ad recreation of gingivitis cells being 99% purified off of gums, I don't want to hear it.
1: Act 2. It's all fun and games until the ethnic cleansing comes around. By 1849 to 1850, Hong's religious movement began spreading itself across southern China and the Qing Empire began to take notice of this religious movement. Hong's followers numbered in the 60,000s and they successfully seized the city of Yangon from the Qing Empire in 1851. On January 11th of 1851, Hong declared himself, quote, Heavenly King or Taiping King of the Heavenly Kingdom of Peace, aka Taiping Heavenly Kingdom. Hong anointed certain followers as a member of his celestial family. One member, Xu Qing, formerly a charcoal burner, claimed to be able to channel God, and the other was a peasant named Shao Gui, who could channel Jesus. Cho would become a major military leader for the rebellion and given the title the quote, West King, and his children, Hong declared, were nephews to Jesus and grandchildren of God. He's just, he's just he's just handing out random shit. Yeah, it's shit. weird
0: how it's like you can't just be a follower or a disciple. Like you have to be like, all right, you're a nephew of Jesus, you're a second cousin of Jesus, you're a third cousin once removed of Jesus. Like you can't just like like the dude's teachings and like think that he was a divine entity. You got to be like physically related to him.
1: You're you're a weird uncle that we don't like to invite to things a lot of Jesus. <laughs> I love the idea that Jesus would be
0: the 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 weird uncle, though. Like, they would be like, all right, we're throwing a party. Oh, fuck. Uncle Jesus with his, like, weird holes in his hands. He's going to try to get the kids to put their fingers in his side again. Man, he's got such a weird thing about, like, showing off those holes. We get it. You sacrifice yourself. I'll be, like, saved and born again and shit. But you don't got to remind us by having, like, my kid's, like, two years old. They get freaked out when they put their fingers in your side, bro.
1: Weird, man. Real weird. Nobody likes it. He
0: won't wear shoes. He won't wear shoes in the house because he just wants people to see the goddamn holes in his feet.
1: Yeah. And every time he comes over, he just flips all the tables. Like, he just keeps breaking my tables.
0: You know, I like wine. I love wine. I love a good rosé. Do I want to drink wine with every meal? No, man. Sometimes I'm trying to have water. And he's just like walking by, touching glasses. Making that shit into shitty rosé.
1: The Taiping Kingdom began their several year-long campaign of warfare against the Qing Empire, culminating in the seizure of Nanjing on March 19th of 1853. Hong established it as his capital and had over 2 million followers. The Taiping Rebellion held Nanjing for over 11 years. One of the first things Hong ordered was that all people of Manchu ethnicity, the ethnicity of the rulers of the Qing Dynasty, were quote, demons and had all the men executed in the streets, and the women were taken outside the city to be burnt alive. It is estimated... Jesus! Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's real It's real bad. And, and this, once again, I mean, it had a different tone before when we were kind of laughing about the fact that this whole thing was built out of somebody failing a test. But this just puts it in a whole new light, where it's like, this all came from somebody failing a test. 40,000 people were massacred because a dude failed a test like this is this is like simultaneously. This is simultaneously like more absurd and maybe somehow more malevolent than like. And, I you know, I don't want to compare massacres like that's that's a that's not a that's not a good comparison to make. Uh, but then the then the um, then the, uh, the the Indonesian massacre from from the act of killing, because that was all bi- that was that was at least born out of a global propaganda campaign where the United States and several other companies are co- several other co- companies that that's almost a fucking Freudian slip. Uh, but several other countries were spreading this campaign of like communism is evil. And these people are like literal evil people and, incentivizing these countries to do these things. And that's still fucked up and awful. But at least you could say that, like, these people were compelled by an extremely powerful force to do these things. It doesn't still doesn't make it right. Still doesn't mean that they were like not culpable, but they were compelled by like the most powerful country in the world to do these things. But this is a dude, one guy who failed a test and then was like, murder all these
0: people. What? My SATs came back? and they're 900, let's kill every
1: Starbucks employee. Something about that is just so absurd and also so fucked up. So what were some of the rules for the followers of the Taiping heavenly kingdom? All personal possessions, monetary goods, and land were surrendered to the state and shared by all. All imperial examinations would no longer be about Confucian classics, but the Bible. The solar calendar would be replaced with the lunar calendar. There was a ban of foot binding for women, gender equality, So allowing women to take the civil service exams and serve in the Taiping military, the sexes, while equal, would be separated. No one would be allowed to have any sexual relations as that leads to sin. And the Qing hairstyle would be banned. And, you know, the Qing hairstyle is basically that stereotypical hairstyle that has been used to racist proportions in movies and cartoons and video games where it's the bald head. With the uh, braid in the back on the back of the head, um, that's sort of sort of towards the top, almost like a like a man bun type thing. But it's like bald head, that knot at the top of the head, and then it's a it, it comes down as a ponytail. Um, that was the hairstyle of the um of the of the Qing rulers of con- of the country that were overthrown by Hong and his disciples, uh, and that hairstyle was banned. So. Real, real mixed bag because they, uh, they, they murdered a lot of people in an, in a horrible ethnic cleansing and, um, just banned a hairstyle, which is low stakes, but culturally insensitive, I suppose. Um, but then they also wanted gender equality. They wanted women to be equal and not have to like do these like horrible physically transformative rituals to themselves, um, in order to be like accepted in society, um, but also you couldn't have sex at all. Like it was just like no sex is allowed. That's kind of a bummer.
0: You know, it's kind of a little like mm, massacring 40,000 people mm, burning women alive. Mm, maybe not so great. No sex. Mm, kind of bringing down the mood, bro.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's 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 odd. It, yeah, it's odd. Like, it, it's like it's just like, all right. Hashtag woke feminist. Hong's up there with one of those shirts that says I'm a feminist. And he's like, all right, equality, all women are equal. You can vote. You can serve in the military. Hashtag not all men, but also we're murdering 40,000 people.
0: And don't you try and stop us because we're going to we're going to have a civil war. Let's do this
1: and we'll fucking murder you with our demon exterminating swords. And there was a death penalty via beheading for the crimes of adultery or licentious behaviors. And those found guilty of, quote, casting amorous glances, lustful thoughts, Smoking opium and singing libidinous songs. So
0: that's Marvin Gaye and get it on.
1: Off with her head. All about that bass because there's no, there's only bass. There's no treble because your head's cut off.
0: I like big butts and I cannot lie because I've been beheaded. Oh my God, please help me.
1: Yeah, so so if you were if you if you were singing,
0: were you try You were you were totally trying to come up with another sex song and couldn't think of anything. What about I'm too sexy? F- I'm too sexy for the uh, my shirt. Whatever the fuck that song's called. Right? Said Fred. I'm too sexy for my head. Too sexy for my head. Please behead me.
1: Yeah, so if you if you were caught singing any of these songs, you'd be dead. You'd be you'd have, you'd have right
0: your, said behead.
1: You got it. You did it.
0: <laughs> I am I am yes anding but I really don't approve of this
1: uh well hilarious um yeah so if you were singing if you were singing if you were singing right said behead you'd you'd be dead um if you were casting amorous glances so if you're just like if you were just giving somebody the state the 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 bedroom if you're giving somebody the bedroom eyes like joey from friends he'd you know he'd be, he'd be dead multiple times over how you doing how am i doing dead with my head cut off and uh, here, here's an excerpt from the Land System of the Heavenly Kingdom which is, I guess, the the Hong, uh, the the, the, the Taiping Heavenly Kingdom version of the Bible.
0: The distribution of all land is to be based on the numbers of person in each family, regardless of sex. All the land in the country is to be cultivated by the whole population together. All men and women, every individual, 16 years and upwards, shall receive land. Thus, the people of the country may enjoy the great blessings of the Heavenly Father, supreme ruler and lord god on high the land is for all to till the food is for all to eat the clothes for all to wear the money for all to spend inequality shall exist nowhere none shall suffer from hunger or
1: cold so it's so it's interesting i, I and i think i think kind of like what's going on here because we're talking about like oh it's this mixed bag there was this horrible massacre but also like some of these rules they had were actually kind of like weirdly progressive and then others weren't. Um, and then we have this thing here where, like, objectively, that didn't sound bad. I mean, of course, there are people who hate communism, so that does that, that will sound bad to them. But, like, that, stripped of all context, that paragraph did not sound like a bad philosophy. That sounded like somebody who was trying to, you know, remove poverty from a from a country. And there was a ton of poverty in this country. And, uh, you know, despite the the intentions behind doing it, like, there this this um, this 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 feudal uh, uh, government that was installed in this country genuinely were tyrannical and were causing a lot of death and poverty in the country and starvation and things like that. Um, but but I think I think the reason why there's this mixed bag is because it's a guy who is doing his version of the the like evangelical missionary version of Christianity. Which, when evangelical missionaries pitch what they're doing, what, what, their, what their religion is, it's, it's this. It's like, we're bringing this, like, quote-unquote, more civilized religion to you. And we're going to get you out of the clutches of these ungodly religions that you believe in that are causing your poverty and your starvation and your pain and anguish. It's all because you believe in these um, false religions And we're going to bring these religions to you that help you and and bring you out of starvation and out of poverty. So he's like he's taking like the sales pitch of evangelical missionary Christianity and he's like rewritten it into his own Christian in his his own religion. So it has like all the trappings of the pamphlet and he literally got all this stuff from a pamphlet. Like he took pamphlets that somebody gave him made a religion and a movement out of it. And so it's got all the weird trappings of this like pitch version of Christianity, but then also he's fucking insane. So these, these aspects of it that sound good, they're, they're not genuine. They're like a crazy person's weird jumbled mishmash of like pieces of a pamphlet he read and his own insane, uh, hallucinations. And also just like contrarianism to the current government that existed. So it's, it's just this weird mixed bag of, cr- of jumbled shit that doesn't really feel like it goes together very well. By creating a weird Christian cult and primitive communism, Hong won the appeal of millions of peasants whose lives had not changed since ancient China and would ultimately not experience serious meaningful change till Mao Zedong came to power in 1949. Hong made many changes to the Bible, seeing that God ordained him the power to make any, quote, editorial changes needed to maintain the holy text purity largely removing any accounts of alcohol usage in the sexual relationship he disagreed with and found offensive. Some examples included Lot and his daughters after the fall of Sodom and Gomorrah or Noah's relationship with his children after the Great Flood. When Hong read the Bible, he read all the pronouns of you and he as being direct references by God to him. In Hong's interpretation of Jesus, he recognized that Jesus was God's son sent down to remove sin from the world and he kept the text relating to his crucifixion. Resurrection and ascension but saw himself as Jesus' younger brother. He also denied Jesus' divinity, the existence of the Holy Trinity, or that Jesus was equal to God. According to Taiping scripture, a true Taiping believer would willingly sacrifice themselves to protect the state to bring down the Qing Empire. If a Taiping devotee did not adhere to this belief, they were condemned to eternal damnation. It's kind of funny that he was, like, editing the Bible to remove all the sex and, like, profanity because that's like a lot of like christians do that with like movies and tv shows and stuff like that there's like e- or like albums like there's the edited version of albums where it moves all the curse words or whatever or like there's like a there's like a service i forget what it's called it's called oh it's called video angel and it's like a religious company that licenses movies and then releases like edited versions of them where it r- removes like offensive content For religious people and and he was just but he was like editing the bible which i feel like they would find to be heretical if i mean we've we've
0: talked about yeah we've talked about those services before because in arizona growing up there was a vhs store that was like that over on 22nd that i went into multiple times not realizing what it was and we would rent movies from there sometimes and they would be like 45 minute versions of the matrix where they've like cut out anything really aggressive or like you know the tv edit of lethal weapon but with more stuff edited out and like they were basically the christian censored versions of robocop or whatever which is so funny to think about because it, that whole business is just bootleg like you they, they they're breaking every law by editing those tapes and making those bootlegs but they're just like called by god to do so so such an interesting, weird, fascinating thing.
1: They're fucking renegades, man. Yeah,
0: breaking the law, breaking the law.
1: Reverend Roberts, an American from Tennessee, was a Western missionary that instructed Hong Jiquan on the ways of Christianity. He first met Hong in 1847 and taught him on the Christian teachings for two months, but declined Hong's request for a baptism. When Roberts heard in 1852 that Hong was now evangelizing Christianity, he prepared a multi-year journey from Canton to support him, saying,
0: If he, on is really acting conscientiously and doing the best he knows according to scriptural instructions which he had received, doubtless good will result. The idolatry of this nation must come to an end. I must not pass this favorable opportunity here of alluding to the simple but beautiful assemblage of united instrumentalities. And this threefold instrumentality foreign missionaries, native assistants, and Christian books, China will be revolutionized
1: and a great multitude saved through these means. So Reverend Roberts was the guy who Hong met, who gave him the pamphlets, who he like created this whole religion around. So like, you know, imagine if you just met a guy at an airport and you were just like, hey, um, you should uh, you should check out this, uh, this flyer for my band. We're, pre- we're performing next weekend. And you gave him the flyer and then 10 years later, you realize that he like made a religion out of it and murdered 50,000 people. (laughs) Yeah, completely. Roberts eventually made it to Nanjing in October of 1860. And when he was brought forth to the quote, heavenly king, he was asked to kneel before him which he refused to do hong asked him to convert to the taiping faith and become its global messenger offering him the position of director of foreign affairs for the taiping heavenly kingdom as an added enticement the heavenly king gave him three wives
0: can you can you imagine that though this dude with like a 10 gallon hat and, uh, and like a wild bill hickok mustache and he's like we're going to spread the word of jesus
1: oh yeah for sure this guy like did not know what he was getting into like a hundred percent like you you just know that he because you know it wasn't hard to get places back or it was hard to get places back then like we're not talking about like jumping on a fucking plane and flying to china on a on a 15 hour flight or whatever like he like spent a month sailing here and traveling to this place or longer than a month He he spent three months doing this and he shows up and then he's just like, what did I do? Like <laughs>
0: he shows up and initially he's like, sick. My old, my old friend Hong, we're going to spread some word to Jesus. Oh my God. Why are all those women on fire? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> and he's like, oh my
0: God, why, why, are you, why are you getting all these guys weird hairdos? Let them have their Ching Dynasty hairdos if they want them. Jesus doesn't care about <laughs> hairdos. What the fuck?
1: He's like, he's just really defends the hair, the hairstyle. <laughs> And then he goes into this big throne room and they're like, all
0: right, now you got to you got to bow to uh, the heavenly father, uh, heavenly king Hong. He's like, "What? This is my old buddy Hong? I ain't going to fucking bow to him.
1: Bow to me, peon. And then he's like, no, I'm
0: good. And then he's like, I am here to give you the job of director of foreign affairs. And he's like, I don't really want I don't really want that job now, Hong. I just wanted to talk to you about some Bible stuff. And then he's like, you will have three wives. Fuck it. Let's do this, man. You want me to bow? Hell yes. Shave them bitches' heads. I don't give a fuck. Give me them three wives. Let's go. <laughs> I I got one wife back in the States, but I don't even like her. Now I can have three bonus wives? Hell yes.
1: Give me the clippers myself.
0: What? You want me to shave my head? You want me to shave my weird Bill Hickok mustache? Fuck yes.
1: Well, despite the fact that I love this version of Reverend Roberts way more, um unlike unlike Brigham Young who was all like anti-polygamy and didn't like the idea of taking child brides, but then whenever Joseph Smith was like, "Hey, do you want some child brides?" he was like, "Uh, th- I was wrong. Child brides are great, and God said we needed them. Um, unlike Brigham Young, he was steadfast, and he was like, he was like, nah, man, I don't want three wives. That's some weird shit. And he, and he, and he, he denied the wives. He declined. The wives. In 1862, Reverend Roberts realized that Taiping's version of Christianity was not following his interpretation and was heresy. What caused Roberts to finally leave the Heavenly Kingdom? Hong's treatment of a servant of Roberts, who committed an offense punishable by death. But Roberts tried to spare the boy, and the Prime Minister of the Taiping Kingdom slayed the boy in Roberts' presence, and proceeded to give Roberts insulting remarks and gestures. Roberts fled the city on the ship Renard, never to return. So yeah, he's like, he's like, all right, Hong, like... I'm I'm a little I'm a little iffy about what's going on here. I thought I was coming over here to you know spread the word of Jesus, and I thought we were going to team up and just go around and tell all these nice folks about Jesus Christ and you know get them to accept him in their life. I don't know how I feel about the massacre. I don't know how I feel about the haircut ban. Kind of feel like you should be able to just have your wear wear it how you like it. That's what I always say. Um, and you know the the wife thing, like you know to each his own. But I you know I just i, I that's not, you know, that's not Christianity. We, Christianity is I mean, not about furi- like multiple wives. Do
0: I furiously, do I furiously jerk off every night thinking about those three wives and the many pleasurable nights I could have shared with them?
1: But the point is, is that. But the point that, is, I stayed true.
0: Yeah,
1: that that lives in my mind palace, but not in my body palace. But I, I don't. Love the idea
0: <laughs> of calling everything palaces. I know we're right now right here in a real palace, but. <laughs> My mind palace is where all the real spirituality is happening, okay? It's my mind palace and my body palace
1: I got to be taken care of, not your real palace, okay? So I, I'm a little iffy on all that stuff, but I could I could handle it. I could do it, you know? I was I was in it to win it with you, Hong. But when your boy murdered a child in front of me because he shined my shoes incorrectly, that's when I had to put my foot down ironically yes the foot that he shined wrong but i, I gotta go i'm leaving the, the, bye roberts wrote to the british government saying hong was a crazy man entirely <laughs> unfit to rule he just has when, this voice this
0: yeah. is his voice hong was a crazy man entirely unfit to rule without any organized government he is violent in his temper lets his wrath fall heavily upon his people an ordering such instantly to be murdered without judge or jury. His religious toleration and multiplicity of chapels turn out to be a farce of no avail in the spread of Christianity.
1: Worse than useless. Which is just his roundabout way of being like, I fucked up. I went over to this place. Dude was fucking crazy. But it's not my fault. I did nothing wrong. I did everything right. And he's just fucking insane. Um, so so um. Reverend Roberts... He, uh, in the the 1830s, he contracted leprosy, and he died of leprosy in 1871. After securing Nanjing, Han withdrew from actively overseeing his growing kingdom to rule by written fiats. This is because Hong saw himself as no longer being concerned with earthly matters, leaving administration to his military leaders. While his followers lived with no possession and not allowed to have sexual relations under penalty of death, he stayed in his palace living with his 60-plus concubines.
0: Damn! Three wives, Ong's out here with 60 plus concubines.
1: That's why he turned it down. He's like, he's like, no, I saw your palace. I used my mind palace and my eye palace to see your real palace, and you got 60 plus concubines, like over 60. I, I stopped counting after 60. I accept no less than 60 wives, or else it's no deal for me." Hong also began to grow deeply paranoid over his advisors, concerned that Yang ji was one of his chief generals, was seeking to overthrow him. Yang apparently would claim to the Taiping followers that he spoke with, claiming he had the authority given by God. This led Hong ordering Yang, his family members, and all his subordinates to be executed, though after his execution he granted him posthumous amnesty and proclaimed that, quote, the East King, ascended to heaven so so he, that's pretty petty
0: yeah that's pretty fucked up you're just like all right we're gonna murder all of his fucking family and him but also they got into heaven so don't worry about them they're totally cool they got into heaven they were great loved them
1: well loved it's, not, it's not even yeah it's not even just that but it's like he executed all of them but then after they're dead he's like oh by the way like we we hashed that all out right before we cut off his head like we hashed it out we hugged it out we're good we were all good he's he's good we still had to kill him obviously obvious obviously we still had to kill him but like we we were good he's in, he's up there he's good his family they're all in heaven we, we we were we were simpatico but you know we still had to kill him though obviously obviously we still had to kill him when one of his generals Shi dakai the yi king objected to the execution and excessive bloodshed hong labeled Shi a traitor and assassins were dispatched and murdered his entire family She escaped and took his army and left the Heavenly Kingdom. Despite Hong's seclusion from the earthly world to his harem of women, his Taiping military forces continued to amass new territory, claiming southern Jiangsu and Zhejiang provinces, which were some of the wealthiest provinces for the Qing Empire. By 1860, the Taiping forces took Hangzhou and Suzhou along the Yangtze River and laid siege to Shanghai but were repulsed by Qing military and European allies. The Taiping military would continue to try to take Shanghai unsuccessfully for two more years and never succeeded. They couldn't Shanghai Shanghai.
0: I mean, it's the the patented Shanghai Shanghai Double Shanghai, which
1: is pretty hard to move. Very difficult to pull that off. By 1863, the former Taiping general Shi Dakai was captured in Chengdu by Qing forces, and his immediate subordinates were given the death of quote, slow slicing or ling chi, a.k.a. the death by a thousand cuts, which also sounds kind of badass, although in reality is horrifying and something that no human being should ever have to be subjected to. This practice was reserved for highest of treasonous actions as according to Confucian custom, any alteration to one's body or cut is considered unfilial and means the body will not be whole in the afterlife. Apparently, he chided his men for crying during their execution and did not say a word when he was executed. So he went full, just good goodfellas, and they were just, like, fucking slicing his body slowly, and he was just, like, saying nothing. He was just, he was stoic as they just cut his whole body off. And he was also making fun of his men for crying when they were dying. <laughs> He's like, like, you, you guys are being
0: fucking bitches over there. I'm just here, over here thinking about my 60 concubines.
1: They just cut off my dick. And I'm fine, stop whining. In 1864, the Taiping Kingdom were losing ground to the Qing military and the heavenly capital, Nanjing, was running out of food. Hong ordered his followers to eat mana, the food that sustained the Israelites during the 40-year wandering in the desert after leaving Egypt. However, it was translated in Chinese to be made of sweetened dew and medicinal herbs. Hong apparently ate weeds from around his imperial palace, which made him ill, and he died on June 1st of 1864. It is not known whether he died by suicide, but that is speculation and debated by scholars. When the Qing military took back Nanjing, the soldiers proceeded to murder, rape, and enslave the occupants no matter the age a horrifying sentence. And that, that's that was a so not that that's horrifying. But the thing that preceded the thing that preceded that I found to be very fascinating because so Hong took religious texts around Christianity into an unfamiliar culture that was that didn't understand anything about this specific religion. And he reinterpreted it and twisted it to create his own version of the religion That was like this weird Frankenstein's monster of weird mistranslated aspects of Christianity mixed with this dream that he had whenever he had a nervous breakdown about failing this test mixed with his own weird paranoid delusions and obsessions to to crush together into this bizarre theocratic movement. And I find it very ironic that that same misinterpretation and mistranslation of Christianity directly resulted in his death because directly because the what the food was made out of in the story of Moses was mistranslated by him in his interpretation of the religion. He ate a poisonous thing that killed him. I find that very fascinating and super ironic.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, it's it's just so weird and sad and fucked up. And, you know, I, I don't think I believe in the concepts of justice or karmic justice, but that's pretty fucking damn close.
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard not to call that karma when it's just, it's just almost like, it's almost like a thing from a movie. Zhang Guoquan, Imperial commander who tried to stop his forces but was unable to, stated, Children and toddlers,
0: some not even as old as toddlers, had been hacked or run through just for
1: sport. The military took Hong's body and ordered his remains to be exhumed, beheaded, and cremated. The remains were then shot out of a cannon to prevent his body from having an earthly home and punished in the afterworld for all eternity. So tell me this, Dave. What is more petty, executing a guy and his entire family and then after the fact Being like, okay, but then we actually hash it out and we're cool and he's in heaven now. Or digging up a guy's body, beheading it, cremating it, and shooting it out of a cannon.
0: I mean, I know which one is funnier. (laughs) Like I I love that. I love the fact that they were just like, this motherfucker's never gonna find peace for what he's done. Fire his ashes out of a cannon.
1: Yeah, it's just (laughs) It's it's great. It's the ultimate, ultimate petty energy. I, I kind of love it. That's the that's the level of petty that I aspire to.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed. Neither one of us are ever involved in anything one tenth as horrific as this.
1: I'm talking about whenever we uh, behead the bad devoted eye fisher and cremate his body and shoot it out of a cannon for what he did to Papa Pricey. In the immediate collapse of the Taiping government in the province of Guangdong, it was reported that over 1 million Taiping followers were executed. As the Hakka ethnic group were some of the early followers of the rebel movement, the government was executing 30,000 a day for their treason against the state. Other cities like Anhui and Nanjing had similar executions. So this really just like, this didn't go well for anybody. And at the end of the day, you're talking about, like, just the top 1% of a bunch of tyrannical people that are just, like, controlling everybody. And it's just the people who get the negative outcome. Like, because of this weird war between these these feudal leaders and this crazy dude, all these innocent people are just massacred. Like, yeah, these people were in this guy's cult or whatever, But like, and I'm sure some of them were bad people and were participating in massacres themselves and didn't care or whatever. But for the most part, these are, you know, these are just people who were just like roped into this cult. And so you have like the cult massacring people and then you have the government turning around and massacring people in the cult. And it's just like because a guy failed a test. So needless. It is estimated that 20 to 30 million died, but it left a long scar on the Qing dynasty was nearly broken financially and had to call upon Western powers to assist in putting down the movement. This would not be the end of the peasant uprisings of the Qing Empire, the most famous being the Boxer Rebellion in the late 1880s. In the 20th century, both Sun Yat-sen, founder of modern China, and Mao Zedong, saw the Taiping Rebellion as a proto-communist society. While the Taiping Rebellion's shadow still looms large over China, it has been generally forgotten in the West, especially given its staggering death total. And it was all due to a guy, Failing a civil service test.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing that kind of sticks with me as the major takeaway is, from this, other than just like the rampant cruelty and acidic nature of organized and codified religion, is this idea that there's kind of societal structures in place in societies across the globe and when you see these societal structures become rigid and rigid and rigid there's like this this kind of like ebb and flow to cultures throughout time where you start out fairly agrarian or even egalitarian where people are kind of more or less the same and maybe they have people that are ruling but it doesn't really affect the daily to-day struggle and then those power structures become more codified more codified more codified People get put into smaller and smaller and smaller boxes. The social stratas become increasingly more and more and more uh, difficult to break out of. And then as you hit like a breaking point where the, the culture itself becomes so rigid that it doesn't have any other option other than to break. And you just, you get to a point where certain individuals are under so much pressure that they themselves break and that mental break causes something to kind of explode in their culture and has this massive ripple effect. Right. Um, I know it's somewhat cliche to reference Hitler when talking about history in this context, but it's a very similar case that what happened to him. Right. World War One, he was trying to be an artist, but at that point, Germany was very uh, codified in what they thought was the dominant aesthetic and what they deemed as social stratas and, and strictures. And he almost died in trench warfare the martial doctrine happens Germany is completely decimated and he's like the world is saying that we're less than we're not these people are the reason that this all went badly both for me as an individual in my burgeoning abstract art career and literally the reason we lost the war and the reason we're in this situation it's now like a religious calling for me to exterminate those people and rise for us as a culture to rise to the the prominence that we once had right and It's really not that far off from multiple other figures throughout history who've had similar, I've been downtrodden, something bad has happened to me, but I'm going to flip it on its head and choose out of a severe mental illness and inability to see reality the way it is to um, push forward in this kind of collective myth that we are better. And I'm going to amass power and use influence and religious iconography and religious influence to manipulate circumstances so that I am at the the tip of the spear leading in a massive cultural change. And it happens all the time. Like it's continually the same story, the same story, the same story. And it's so weird which ones of those stories collectively we choose to remember and which they don't. And it's fascinating to see those ripple effects kind of being absorbed and reverberated back through time,
1: yeah, and the, and the and the real the interesting and illuminating thing about that is the way that it sort of humanizes these these revolutionary stories because you know once again you know going back to cliche talking about Hitler uh you know there's this there's this specific idea of Hitler that he was this like this the the ultimate evil of ultimate evils he was this evil mastermind who you know came up in the ranks and. Uh, you know, used his cunning and his just pure, like almost like animalistic, like he was, he's like literally, you know, he's, he's put up as a, as like a boogie, like a historical boogeyman um, in this way. And he, you know, seized this country and committed these horrible atrocities, which is true, um, you know, but in, in reality uh, it's not necessarily the case. He wasn't some like evil genius mastermind boogeyman um, he was this thing that you're describing now where there was this weird coalescence between there was this coalescence between a society that has been um, that has been hardened into rigidity and then bent to the point of nearly breaking. And then there's this one fucked up crazy person who just happens to be there at the right time to like shatter to shatter the glass and the, the like It's at once, like I said, humanizing to think of that and be like, okay, so it's not just this matter of these like fucking literal, like evil demons in history that just come around around every once in a while and fuck the world up. It's 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 more human and based on uh, systemic cultural events. Um, But it's also kind of more terrifying in a way because it's not some evil bad guy that's coming around that we can defeat. It's this. It's this devil's dance between the 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 tentative shakiness of civilized society and people who come along and break the social contract in a way where they can single handedly disrupt an entire society and it can descend into chaos because they had a because they had a bad day one time. Um, And that's kind of that's kind of terrifying. It's like. It's, it's, it's edifying of the human condition to accept that these things happen for more, these things happen for more context, contextual reasons that aren't just like, oh, there's like these random bad guys in the world that just like are like fucking Bond villains but it's also scary that that's just that's how tentative our like the the calm of our culture and society is
0: yeah i mean there's the 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 human condition and the societal contract that keeps us all relatively safe paper thin like just paper thin
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, and, yeah and, and and as we've seen like people tend to follow it to to a degree yeah to a I degree i mean yeah. i mean there's 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 i mean like for instance Obviously, you know, in the United States, we have horrible issue with gun violence and there's like shootings all the time. And that's obviously a breaking of the social contract. But you'd think that there would be more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact that there's not is almost like considering the gun culture that we have in our country, you'd think that it'd be worse. And I'm glad it's not, although it's still bad. So I guess that's not like a it's not particularly um, reassuring. But you just you would think it'd be worse. And the fact that it's not worse really does speak to the power of the social contract. Um, but it just takes one. Like I said, it takes one person who has a bad day at the right time. And you could and everything could just be fucking flipped on his head. And that's that's pretty terrifying.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: And this guy, this guy, he failed an exam. Three million people were massacred. I'm Dave Baker and I'm Spandrew Spice. Do
0: you want to find me on the Internet? You can do so at hey, uh, you can also uh, find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at xdavebakerx.
1: Bandrew. You can find me in my mind palace as my body palace is stimulated within the chambers of my real palace by my 60-plus concubines. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And... <laughs> You can't find me on social media because I don't use it. But if you want to pay tribute to the dear, beloved Papa Pricey, you can check out his website, DAPriceWrites.com, where you can get his book, Deadbolt AI Private Eye. You can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Deep Cuts Podcast. You can join our Facebook group, the Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group, where we talk about the show and make memes and talk about other stuff. We also have a Discord. Just go to bit.ly.com slash Deep Cuts Discord. Another community where we talk about the show, make memes, and talk about other things like movies, TV shows, and all kinds of cool stuff. You can follow us on Instagram at Deep Cuts Pod. You can follow us on TikTok at Mystery Treehouse. You can get some Deep Cuts merch by going to DeepCutsPod.com and clicking on the store or going to bit.ly.com slash DeepCuts merch where you can pick up shirts and hats and other things with Deep Cuts designs on them. You can also get a Deep Cuts Mystery Treehouse Investigation Agency patch by going to DeepCutsPod.com and clicking on the store. And also, you can get the Mystery Treehouse Simple Code cassette release by going to deepcutspod.com and clicking on the store, and it's there. It is a nine-song rock opera about the rise and fall of the late 90s music file-sharing service Napster, written and performed by Dave and the late great Papa Pricey. And it is dubbed on a hi-fi tape with a five-page full-color comic. And you can pick that up in the shop for twelve ninety-nine. It's currently sold out. So if you do order one, it, it will take about six weeks before it gets in. But we have ordered more. So buy yours now. Deep Cuts is a production by Boy Genius Media. If you'd like to find this show and others like it, please visit boygeniusmedia.com or deepcutspod.com.
0: If you want to join in on post-episode discussions, please join the Deep Cuts podcast Facebook group. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional video content.
1: The incidental music for this episode was created by D Catalano, whose music can be found at wekeepoddhours.bandcamp.com. This episode was written by special guest writer Nick Miller. Expect more Deep Cuts episodes written by Nick and other guest writers. If you have a penchant for fascinating true stories and deep research and are interested in writing for the show, email us at andrew at boygeniusmedia.com.